Hello, beautiful people. It is Vince McMahon will be live in this studio Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. This sports show begins right now. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us here. This is a big time show. And obviously, you know, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the chairman of the WWE, will be live in Indianapolis in this studio for the first time in 15 years. He will have a live interview held by us. Fucking Stooges. Speaking of the Stooges, the Toxic Table, at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. Tone Diggs is here, one half of the Hammer Down Cowboys. Hammer Down is a show that goes live 15 minutes after this show ends every single day, giving out gambling picks all year round. Yeah. Uh, joining us in an attic in Ohio, a Super Bowl champion, a COVID survivor, Ooh. a college football <laughs> national champion, a Ryder Cup champion, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawks here. AJ, what's going on, big handsome? I see you got your Steve Jobs shit back. How you doing, pal? Yep, just trying to match you, man. I hear we have a couple special guests in studio today. Let's get right to it. Thanks for giving it away, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> live in studio to start the show. One is Emmy-nominated. The other might be the coolest human I've ever yeah. seen in real life. Uh -huh. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Schrager and the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah! Gentlemen, how you doing? Doing good. Appreciate y'all having us. Hey, congrats on New Deal, dude. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I just got rich, dude. Hell yeah. Hey, good for you. You deserve it. You absolutely Appreciate deserve it. it. Um, let's dive right into it. Shregs, great to see you in person. I'm just going to hang. I'm going to watch this interview. Let's go. No, no. Shregs, get some inside information. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm on with you guys all the time. And to actually be here in the fun house, uh, in your friends, this is really cool for me. This is neat. Appreciate it. Fun house. This is a fun house. Yeah, it is. Fun house. We call it the Thunderdome. But sure. Well, you're currently in the Thunderdome, you know, because all eyes are on you. Obviously, AJ's on the screen right there he will definitely have questions let's go right into it cliff congrats on the new deal because there was anonymous sources out there that i had heard from and everybody else had heard from that after the season ended not how you wanted not how anybody wanted there's only one super bowl champion that there was a big explosion that happened afterwards between coach gm owner and there was potentially maybe bonuses were being withheld and there was drama happening now you just re-upped alongside steve kime life must be good in arizona for cliff kingsbury yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. It, it was a tough ending. There's no doubt. But a lot of that stuff you read, I mean, there, there is a WWE element to it, right? There's <laughs> some drama. There's some stuff that we'll read and be like, that's absolutely incorrect. So um, we were upset, but patched it out. Everything's good. Uh, excited about next year. Do you think you're the coolest looking dude of all time? <laughs> oh. Just because this is kind of our big take okay. on you. Because every game you look awesome. I mean, every yeah. single yeah. game. Look good, look good, play good. Play you, good. You felt that too. Play right? good, pay good. Thank you. <laughs> Pay good, live good. Live good, die good. That's all we're trying to do. Shout out to Deion Sanders. Shout out to you. Yeah. But uh, seeing you walk in person here, you're from Texas. I learned that from a small town in between San Antonio and Austin. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you just got a new deal with Arizona. Whenever you were signed to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, it was like, oh, this dude was offense coordinator for USC, I think, for a month and a half, just out of Texas Tech. A lot got thrown on your plate, I said. Were you ready for it? Were you excited for it? And what have you learned through the time when you were first the head coach till now? Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody's ready for it until you're in that seat. You know, I, I had been in college, but it's such a different, different beast than, than the college game. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me is just consistency day in, day out. That's what guys want. These guys are superstars. They got all this stuff going on, millionaires dealing with money, families. Um, you know, they have a bunch of issues they're dealing with. So they need their coach to be consistent, have a plan get them straightened out and uh, give them a chance to be successful. Didn't they bury you because you were having cell phone breaks? Remember that? Uh -huh. you were yeah. The guy. Cause, yeah. Cause yeah, now it's like 
in vogue, right? It's in vogue. You're a trailblazer. So, I mean, I like to think so. No, that was a real thing that happened. Everybody was like, oh, he's doing cell phone I breaks. Know. This guy's out of college. What does he even know? Well, guys are on their phones in a meeting. So you were actually just designating a time. Hey, if we get 15, 20 minutes here, you'll be able to do whatever you want. That type of young head coaching mindset has kind of captivated, I think, a lot of owners. Now, you are out here at the Combine, obviously. Uh, McVay said, I ain't fucking going. Yeah. He's on a yacht right now. Yeah. That's McVay's on a when yacht. You, when you, you win the Super Bowl, you get that type of juice. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he told us he's back watching film. He can be more, much more productive than in Indy. And then we see him on the yacht. So. <laughs> Crushing it. I mean, that's uh, Shanahan, though, he also did yeah. not come. Now, then these are all, all people in your division. Yeah. And then uh, Bob Sala also didn't come from the Jets. And yeah. a lot of people are like, uh, Rams just won a Super Bowl. Niners, doing, they don't have any picks, I think. Uh, but Bob Sala, he's not coming. They have four picks in the first 35 picks or whatever. What's that all about? Do you think as a coach... Like the combine is more so a general manager scouting atmosphere environment. Is that and why are you here if all your friends are not here? You think? Yeah, we we have um, some some say in the process. I think at Arizona, I'm not sure how it's set up at most places, but it, it's good for me to get around and um, see the kids in person, look them eye to eye, do the interview process. But I, I get the X's and O's part from a coaching pers- perspective. You can be a lot more productive in the office when you're talking about your current team and trying to um, get better schematically. Yeah, but you love coming to Indy, huh? Love it. <laughs> I like this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> say that. Go ahead, AJ. Cliff, you mentioned uh, all the there's a WWE like element to some of the things that float around your guys' program. How do you know what to address and what to just let go? Like some things you're gonna have to shoot down, some things you're like, all right, whatever, man, that's so crazy. I'm not even gonna mention it. Like, how do you guys decide? Yeah, that's a great point. I I pretty much let most of it go. I think if you, if you address it, sometimes you give it wings and almost look like you're denying or, or worried about it. Um, so we haven't had too much that, that has gotten out of control. But um, when you see things like after the season, like you're about to get fired, had some huge you know blow up with the owner, and it's just completely false. You're like, I don't know where they got that from. But I didn't know you were going to get fired. Was that something that was happening? Yeah, oh. I think that was kind of how it was insinuated. Oh, whoa, shit. Yeah. What? Did, did Shregs report that? Yeah, what's Shregs all about? I just wanted him to come and hang out with me, so I'm like, yes, he's done. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for that type of money they're paying, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> We'll talk, we'll talk after this. <laughs> yes. They didn't pay me that much in Arizona, I can assure you. Yeah, I mean, you go get away a couple wins there. 20 million will always be there. <laughs> yeah, That's a new no standard. Doubt. Shout out to McVeigh, by the way. Yeah. And hey, Troy amen. and Tony. You know, for all of us, when oh, we potentially retire from what we're currently doing, no that's doubt. great they news for everyone. Uh, Shregs, whenever you're, you know, as tight as you are with Cliff and yeah. all these other people, and you're on TV every single morning, how do you not just get yeah. yourself into shit every single time? It's tough. I think I walk the line pretty well. And it's it, a lot of times Cliff won't tell me the football stuff, and it's by design to not put me in that position. And I also feel like with Sean and with some of these other coaches that have you know, publicly done things with media-wise – a part of it is trust that, you know, I'm never going to put you in a tough spot. You're never going to put me in a tough spot. But when there are things that are wrong, I'd like to address that. And oftentimes it's from not only his side, but I'll, I'll talk to the ownership side, too. So it's it's navigating a lot of different waters. But, uh, you know, to the end of the day, these are real friendships that I have with these guys. And I'm never going to ruin that for a scoop or for something that I think is going to advance my own career. <laughs> wow. Good guy. Yeah. Peter you guys have a handshake? No handshake? No, I, thought, I thought there was going to be like a choreographed handshake right there. Comped in the wand. No, but we think about this. Whenever you break something or have an information, we're like, okay, he's tight with, insert name of whoever you are, your crew, this crew you're tight with. Whenever Rossini breaks something, we're like, okay, she's dialed in at these places. So you kind of have to take like every single piece of information from whoever it is. Who do they know? How do they know the entire thing? Ian Rappaport told us, though, that it's not friends or sources. So I think that is why he didn't walk in here with... 
anybody well, at all. Awesome. Makes sense. He's also it. boozed up all the time. Yeah, he's boozed <laughs> up. That guy's drunk all the time. Anger. He gets it in. He's the man. He's uh, he's a colleague, and I take a lot of. Uh, I go to bed at like eight o'clock out here, and I saw you know Ian texting me. He's like, "I'm so impressed that you're up at this hour." I'm like. Ian gets it in, and he also gets a lot of information from doing it, but he's always ready to go when the lights come on. Yeah, it's good networking for Ian, and his liver pays <laughs> oh, oh, quite a toll. Yeah. But, I mean, every job has its you know downfall or whatever. Speaking of downfall, drama, you talk about it. You guys going to pay Kyler Murray $100 million a year or what? <laughs> that, that whole thing is very interesting, right? Is that is. you and Steve, the way you guys answered it was, hey, business is going to be business. That yeah. was a different form of business that the NFL hasn't seen, especially with a guy who's like Kyler, who's as talented as Kyler. But that has to be something you have to balance, I assume, because you guys got the same agent. He's your quarterback. You're the play caller. How is the relationship, and what do you see it like going forward? Yeah, the relationship is great. And, and you know, Steve and I literally – banked our careers on him when you take a guy number one and trade away a top 10 pick from the year before that's never been done I mean you're all in and, and everybody understands that and the business is the business and um we're just working through it right now what do you think happened when D-Hop got hurt because that guy's a fucking yeah that that yeah. dude animal and even he plays he, hurt too right yeah, like that's yeah. the thing he, he is one of the most competitive humans I've ever been around and he wants to ball every single play and he's open every single play <laughs> just so you know but um when he went out I, I think it, it just changes the way people play you you know I probably should have done a better job adjusting the offense but he is uh he's a weapon whether he's inside outside man he, he's a difference maker do you think uh play calling you've gotten better managing you've gotten better do you think every, every all aspects of coaching gotten better and what do you think you still need to kind of dial it in because you are still young in this game yeah I'd say all of it um you know you try and get better every day but it the, the NFL game is drastically different just the schematics of it the size of the field all these things I'm still um oh you know, size of field hash marks Somebody yeah talks hash, about that. hash marks the way you can do things and the tempo you know guys you can get them going pretty fast but the pros don't want to go as fast as college we're kids, adults, right? dude. <laughs> yeah, we're adults, like 12 year pros trying to get them to line up in the ball but um no i think the biggest thing is just continuing to um figure out how you can maximize each team each year you know you got to just practice plans you got to do different things uh how do you motivate them differently and um each group is, is vastly different a great accent I mean that. Yeah, unbelievable. So jealous. It is. It used to be super heavy, super Texan. Well, did you have to get rid of that? No, I think it's just naturally living everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is super Texas? Just way down there. I mean, like super <laughs> country. Right there. Yeah. I learned outside. Your dad's a marine. Yeah. <laughs> is he a Texan marine? He is. Oh, Jesus. John. Double whammy. So, oh, my God. Hardcore individual. That guy eats leather. <laughs> oh, he no is doubt. ready yeah. to just there's battle no it all day. <laughs> yeah. so, go ahead, AJ. Speaking of your dad, do you get, uh, like, does he call and text you after games and try to give you some inside like, info or let you know what you did wrong? Yeah, he, he used to. When I first got, like, the head coaching job at Texas Tech, and then that kind of blew up. After a couple of tough losses, I'm like, all right, we're good on that. So now, like, it's all supportive. It's all, hey, hang in there, doing great, all those things. Love you. So he's, uh, he's, he's my biggest fan. Great, get, great person. You get lonely at the top, right? I, I feel like the head coaching position does get a bit lonely because even if you hire people that you're friends with as assistant coaches, you're the one that's going to have to eat all of that. Is that something that like your circle, the people you keep around you, you find very important? And obviously, Shregs is probably one of those. But who do you lean on whenever shit's not going as well? Because there was a time, what, two years ago, you guys had flash. I'm, I'm counting the season just as yeah. last year. Yeah. Two years ago, 
there was flashes of that yeah. team being okay, awesome. Inconsistency happened. Yeah. Then this upcoming, this last year, you bring in JJ, you bring in AJ. It sounds like everybody's going all in. You guys are getting hot. And you're going. Then you guys hit a little bit of a rough patch there. Who do you lean on? Is it just you and yourself and your your dry erase board, or how does that whole thing go on? Yeah, I mean, my dad. Um, you know, he he's there for me more than anybody. Um, and it's hard to share some of those you know insecurities you may have with other coaches, right? You don't want to show weakness, and so that that's tough, guys. That are actually in the the chair but my, my dad's always been kind of my biggest fan and uh, my biggest kind of support group hey like it's whenever the sky is fall everybody knows the nfl is week to week there's no doubt man no you it's, i assume you experience a backup quarterback madness. to this yeah, yeah. now like week to week you are either on the hot seat or you're the greatest coach of all time there's no doubt that's no real doubt. how do you avoid all that how do you I, I think you just you trust the process you know mine's you just dive into the process you work as hard as you can and, and you don't come up and, and read all of it or look all of it and you just be consistent in what you do day in day out What's up with Shregs saying you should be fired after his Yeah, what yeah, the hell's that about? Shregs. Journalism, just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cliff, I feel like one of the most like unfair um, things that people bring up about you is that you had Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, and yeah. then, you know, he obviously goes and does whatever with the Chiefs, but... Was do you think he was the same guy then as he is now, or has he actually matured a bunch? Because I feel like anytime you guys are struggling, it's there's some bullshit. It's like, well, you know, this guy couldn't win with yeah. Patrick Mahomes, so how is he going to win now? Yeah, that that's a great um, question, Patrick. Just watching him year in, year out from when we got him at Texas Tech to where he is now, the leadership, the work ethic, the preparation is unbelievable how it's developed. And, and that's the biggest thing I see. You watch those guys on his team and they die for him. You know, the way they pick him up, if he's ever on the ground, the way they play for him. Um, but, you know, when he was our quarterback, we did average about 45 points a game. <laughs> <laughs> we were still doing our thing. Don't get it twisted. Um, but, yeah, he, he's fantastic, man. I, I'm, you know. Every time I get a chance to watch them, it's, it's just you never know what you're going to see. Did you know he was that when you was when we were recruiting him as a high school kid? Like, did you have an idea? Because I got to think that all the big schools—Texas, USC—all of them were probably after him, right? Yeah, they they weren't. Um, he was a big baseball player, and I think everybody thought he was going to go that direction. Dad, yeah, because right? his dad, and that's what everybody say. He's going to play baseball, and he was real raw. He just get the ball and go out there and dominate. But it didn't look like maybe you'd want it to look. It wasn't the tight three-step drops. You know, he'd drop it down and throw it here. But I went to a game when I knew, I was like, this is something special. I went to the a game and he had, I think, like six touchdowns in the first half. And I'm like, okay, we got to get touchdowns. <laughs> and then, um, you know, after his junior year, this, this is – great on me after his junior year they they send the grades and it comes back it's like second or third round i'm like this is crazy this is the best dynamic player i've ever seen right so i fly down with our little entourage and have all these like spreadsheets and things to show him why he should come back to texas tech right <laughs> and so like he entertained it he entertained it but i could tell the whole time he's like come on coach and then he, <laughs> and then he goes money. then he goes number 10 in the draft and it's like the greatest player in the nfls <laughs> but i'm the one talking to him into coming back so i look like the bad guy I'm like patrick i swear to god they told me second or third round you know and by the way you've been an nfl quarterback before you understand it you actually talked there about something about patrick mahomes whenever he's down his teammates pick him up like that culture is such a big deal. We talked to Lovey Smith about it yesterday. Mm -hmm. I've talked to everybody about it because the combine, obviously, hey, this dude runs a four of this, he jumps this, right. he can do all this shit. Uh, that culture in the locker room, I think as a player, you understand this, but a lot of executives, I don't think, there was a time where nobody cared about that. Building a team is such a big deal. You think that's why like JJ was brought in, like AJ's brought in, and how do you continue to you know, like kind of bring that entire locker room together, you think? Yeah, that, that was the kind of thinking behind it. We knew we had a really 
good young nucleus, but we needed to bring in, you know, Rodney Hudson at center, JJ oh. Watt, AJ Green. I mean, guys in different position groups. That, oh yeah, that was out of the Raiders, right? You guys yeah. traded. Yeah. Uh-huh. Came, I know he was cut, then yeah. he was traded. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah, that's that. That's a whole other story we can't get into, but. Um, <laughs> He, uh, yeah, bringing those guys in with some of the really young, talented players we, we thought would, would be a good mesh, and it was. Um, but the locker room was huge, man. If, if you got that and you got a group that can police that, you got a chance. What is JJ like? Just crazy? Is he just all the time eat, working it's out? Like, it's literally like Captain America in the building. It's like Mr. Incredible walks around, everybody straightens up when JJ's there. <laughs> and it was, I'm telling you, it was like a day after our playoff loss. He's in there crushing the weights like he's in the hot tub at 5 30 a.m he stays till noon it's insane i mean well, the the well, drive is insane yeah dude he had like a career ender then he came back yeah. to the playoffs yeah, nobody's yeah. ever Impossible. done it all the doctors like nobody's ever done this what, what are you doing but the shoulder like healed i mean it, it, <laughs> they, they, they couldn't believe what they were saying god aj quick when you're at the combine you're talking to these guys in those little 15 20 minute interviews is there really a do you have a chance to tell like hey would this guy fit in with the culture of our team like in our locker room mm. I you th- doing mini hoop basketball? We should. We should see how they handle the pressure. Um, the, I think you get an initial impression of you know are they authentic? Are they kind of going by a script? I mean, obviously you get a little bit of knowledge of their X's and O's, but it, it's hard to tell in, in that short of a sense. So we try to bring the ones in on a thirty visit. You spend a few more days. What's a thirty visit? You you have thirty guys that you can bring in um, pre-draft and spend the night, go to dinner, things like that. And and to me, in a comfortable setting like that is when you really get to kind of see who they are. Phoenix is awesome. So good. We love it. I love Phoenix. I'm telling you. I put over Phoenix anytime we get a chance to talk about the Cardinals. I go, and they're in a city. Yeah. Fifth largest in America and absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Did no. you know about Phoenix before you went there? And then when he got there, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, I'm in heaven in a desert. This is incredible. I used to be a big fan of the Scottsdale W as a younger man. So. <laughs> Still a fan, but just don't, <laughs> don't frequent it as much. It. But, yeah, I would, get, I would get to Scottsdale as much as possible. Um, so when I had that opportunity, I mean, you know, there's only a few locales in the NFL that are, like, prime living as well yes. as the football. Indianapolis, Phoenix. Yeah, no question. We'll throw <laughs> India in there. <laughs> <laughs> that drug lord ever come and ask for his house back? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about the house. I mean, that's the coolest house of all time, the coolest dude of all time. Yeah. I mean, what oh, a life there. It. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. You still living there? Yeah, still living there. How? Like, what do you do? You I, I have it like, say, I'm the man? I have it pocket listed because the market's just gone insane. So I'm like, if somebody wants to pay me to move, I'll move. But <laughs> they get, they're going to have to pay prime dollar. Oh, yeah? So prime dollar, yeah. It, it's prices are going insane out there right now. Well, before they get too crazy, I'd like to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I have told you that I enjoy the hell out of the laws. Wow. Dude, look how fucking cool you look, Cliff. Yeah, look, there's like five phones I put out there. Like, I went super extra on the photo. Like, <laughs> I, I was asking, like, our assistant, give me your phone, give me your phone. Then I. T- <laughs> I turn the fire on and it's like 4 p.m. You can see, and it's 100 degrees. It's like, <laughs> but I'm like, all right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do it right. Uh, you looked so, awesome. No, uh, the it. team has been great, and obviously, I learned through Eric Burkhardt's letter in which he spoke, uh, spelled the word "chooses" wrong. <laughs> that you guys have. What gained, up, baby? Interesting. Hey, yeah. double another O in there. Ask for a few hundred million dollars. Let's spell words right. <laughs> now, granted, he was in the middle of negotiating this yeah, guy's yeah, deal, right. so yeah. he's a little bit busy. But I did learn through there. 
You guys have won three more games each season, basically. What do you attribute that to? What, 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 why do you think you guys have, you know, really taken a step? Because there's a lot of programs that hire a new coach, get a new quarterback, and they just go to the shits. You know, I guess ownership being all in, bringing in more players has to help. But what do you attribute it to, like, the growth in the, the team? Yeah, I think, you know, when you get the first pick of the draft, you know where you're starting. And um, you have a young quarterback, and, and you just try and build it around him and, and make him as comfortable as possible. And Kyler's gotten dramatically better each season, and Steve's done a great job of bringing in pieces. To, to really help him. What made him better? You know, I think just the number of reps. I think the game slowed down for him tremendously. Um, watching him play and get through his progressions and find his checkdowns, understanding protections, understanding the NFL defenses, um, the game's just really slowed down for him. Yeah, he is electrifying. There was that one, what was that? That, that When I Fall in Love, he did the, the little, little stutter stutter stand. Stand. Yeah. In the open field with, like, I think, a safety. I, I don't think it was like a linebacker. He, was yeah. a, he did a stutter step and the guy didn't even touch him and he did like this thing. I'm like, oh, there's only a few humans on earth that can do what he can do right there. I assume it's tough for you whenever you have a human joystick at quarterback not to get mm -hmm. insane is that something for you that you have to remind yourself when you're calling plays it is it is we know he's not the biggest guy obviously it's not like Lamar that can take that pounding you know Josh Allen so we pick our spots and he does a great job of protecting himself he's always been the smallest guy on the field so there's been that self-preservation that, that he's learned when he's playing the game do you like the uh yeah, he's got some swag to him. Yeah. He's got a whole market. Face clan. What's up, dude? You part of face clan? You haven't been signed? I'm not. I'm good. I, I support him, obviously, but yeah, I don't I don't play games. Yeah, I made it. Whoa. Uh, video games. Yeah, video games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, yeah, pretty good in other areas. Yeah, that was one of the coolest things I've ever heard there. I, I don't play. I don't play. No, <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah, Cliff, you were in New England as a player, and then you and Belichick had that exchange this year yeah. with the Coach of the Year yeah. thing. Uh, do you and him talk often about like coaching, and when you first got in, did you seek him out for advice or anything like uh, that? Not a ton, but but he's always been great to me. I'll text him. I, I don't want to bother him. He's kind of like, I mean, that dude that you're kind of nervous to text <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like yeah, bother. Yeah. Yeah. Evil Empire. Yes, yeah. that guy. Well, um, but he's, he's not he's, evil, but you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's, 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 kind of. he's been great to me. I mean, anything I need, questions, any of that, he's been fantastic. And he's really like that with, with any of the young coaches. You know, they all have stories that how he's helped out. And what you see with the media on screen is a lot different than what we see. Ian, mm -hmm. like, how do you not get intimidated by some of these coaches that have been around for so long, especially when you're coming from Texas Tech to USC, right in the like? Was there a time where you had to find yourself as what you were going to be as an NFL head coach? I'd assume that it was something that you had to figure out. It, it is, yeah. I think, and, and you're still kind of figuring it out. You know, just going into year four, um, you obviously show respect to all those coaches and the great things they, they've done. And at the end of the day, it's football, and you do the best best job you can. Yeah, because everybody says when you become a head coach, you try to take from everybody that you were either under or a part of, but you're so fucking young. Like, you didn't get the the tree wasn't as long. But as a player, I assume, you took from a lot of is that Is it, like, coaches that you played for that you try to replicate, or are you just kind of kind of scoop from everybody? Yeah, uh, played for. Um, I tell everybody, you know, when I was going through and you're bouncing around teams, you're like, why is this happening? I should be getting a break, you know, all that. But looking back, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It was like a PhD in football. I think I probably learned 10 different offenses from different places got around 10 different head coaches how do they do different things how do they operate and the things you thought worked you you took and, and i've tried to kind of mesh those together you still sling it or no yeah, I can still sling it. <laughs> football, football, football. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Coach, well done. Two-parter. Yeah. Two Not parter. as much. Yeah. Two-parter, <laughs> two you're obviously busy, so do you shop for yourself because you look incredible all the way from head to toe? Great question. And then secondly, 
Uh, big news today was Kenny Pickett, eight and a half inch hands for hand size. Obviously, you guys aren't really looking for a quarterback in the right. first round, but does that matter to you guys at all when you're looking at quarterbacks? Yeah, I think there, there's something you had to look at. Um, I had smaller hands when I played, and you know, you get up there in New England, one of those places, it's it's tough, you know. Um, but that that kid's a great player. He played in Pittsburgh, so yeah. he's probably used to it. And then, yeah, I shot for myself. That's awesome. But but I do custom. I'll do some custom shit. So. <laughs> Yeah, you look super cool, I appreciate that. No, man. I hope you know. You look super cool. <laughs> yeah, I think you do, too. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you, got, you got a great look. No, thank, thank you. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you too, dude. Here we go. Dude, I do look cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shranks, Pelissero just said they're suspending all COVID-19 stuff, Uh-oh. basically. Uh, so we beat COVID. Shout out to us. Here we go. It is again. What does that mean? What does that mean? There's just nothing else going on? Or? No, I think that you know the doctor who runs it all is this guy Stills. named Dr. Alan Stills. He's great, actually. He yeah. told Fotch, hey, we'll yeah. do football. No, yeah, but we did, we did find a way to work within the CDC guidelines and also push it forward. So, I mean, we're at the combine. We've been wearing masks a lot, and when we're on air, we could take them off. And you even saw I came in here. I don't know how that's receptive in India. I was wearing a mask. And I'm like, because we're just trying to do what's best and what's right. But we're going to follow the, the, the science. And the NFL was... When, it, when baseball and other sports were like, let's pack it in, it's not going to happen, NFL was like, let's try and let's see. And let's, here we are. Two seasons, no missed games. We figured it out. Hey, by the way, you can wear a mask anywhere you want to. You do whatever yeah, the hell you want. You're shaming you most of the yeah, yeah. around. Yeah, well, no, the yeah, is going to. Take that fucking thing off, Stryker. We were talking about you being in here in Indy. Cliff just wanted to be like, yo, he's a huge wrestling fan. So he was like, I just want to talk wrestling with Pat. I was like, that's amazing too. Well, I do appreciate that. And I'm a big wrestling fan as well. So it tells me a lot about you immediately. Fact, uh, by the way, I think you can find out a lot about somebody if you know they're a wrestling fan. How they view life, probably. How they understand, like, hey, some bad shit might happen, and you just got to kind of move along and be entertained. Have you always been a lifelong WWE fan? Because in that seat, in an hour and thirty minutes, yeah, that's VKM. Yes, yeah. uh-huh. right Legend. here, dude. I know he doesn't come out like that ever ever I'm, I'm pretty impressed and surprised that it's even happening <laughs> once again I have no idea if he's walking in here punching me in the face or not and until he's boots in the building mm-hmm. I still don't think it's actually yeah. happening but yeah. have, you, have you always been a wrestling fan I have yeah I have an older brother and we, we would grow up watching it um, and we, like I told you earlier we didn't have that much money my, my parents were both teachers so the pay-per-view wasn't an option but Saturday night main event was it was Back then, they would wrestle a great guy versus like Barry Horowitz. You yeah, over there. Right. They just throw him out the ring and press him and shit. And then Saturday Night Main Event actually had good matches. So that was like a big night in our house. We, yeah, we awesome. get to stay up late. I'm so pumped that you're a wrestling fan, that yeah. you're the coolest looking dude of all time. And it seems like you just got broken <laughs> off. <laughs> Yeah. Everything is going good in your life right now. What's the next couple months look like? Obviously, you got combine and everything. Do you take any time off for yourself, or is that time already passed? Yeah, it already passed. Right after the season, uh, coaches get a couple weeks, and then we're back in a free agency, and, and then it'll be draft prep. What you do? Just like walk around that house. It's honestly hard to leave Scottsdale that time of year because it's so nice, man. You can hang out, golf, go to the pool, all that stuff. But I, I just got out of town for a little while. You a good golfer? Quarterback. I'm not. I, I used to be. And then when I got in coaching, I just don't have time to be good. McVay's out there on yachts. Why aren't yeah. you doing yeah. that? Yeah. He, he won, yeah, he won the Super Bowl. So <laughs> that's, that's how that shit goes. You got it, I, it just came to me. There was a hit, like a multiple, multiple hit. As, does anyone fly around like Buddha does? No, like, no. He is an absolute animal. He does it at practice, too. I mean, he flies around. <laughs> I'm terrified. He's Walkers just gonna blow and everything? Up. Yeah. I mean, terrified. He's just going to blow up a scout team receiver every day because he plays that hard. 
his preparation, the work ethic, it's insane. But yeah, the way he plays the game, it inspires all of us. No, nobody wants to leave that team. I feel like with the way Arizona is, the way the city is, the way the team said, it feels like everybody wants to be there. From what we've talked to, aside obviously business has to get handled. Yeah, but it feels no like doubt. a lot of people want to be in Arizona. Yeah, I hope so. I think we have a great nucleus, great place to live, and uh, we feel like we're continuing to build that thing. Go ahead, AJ. Cliff, how nice is it to not have to recruit players anymore? <laughs> I tell everybody, and I'm not just making this up, I would do anything before I went back to that. Like, I would do any job. Yeah, I'm, I'm in here. The fun house. I'll be in the fun house job. Um, but it's just, it's full time now with the social media, and you're either tweeting, calling, FaceTiming, and there's like this constant anxiety because if you're not doing it, the university down the street is, you know, and it just never goes away. So this part, when you're done with the football, you're done. You go live your life. College, it just never goes away. See, and I, AJ and I have talked a lot about this. Like if some 17 year old tells me he's not coming, I don't care. You know, it's not like I'm going to like, Hey, you're, you, who the fuck knows what you are going to end up being? I do not care if you're not coming, but that can't, you got to absolutely lie. And you got to, you got to like baby face the, every one of these kids, right? You got to act like they're going to be the next NFL great. That's it. And now they're paying them. So I can't even imagine that dynamic. When I was coaching, you, you didn't have this NIL stuff. And how come you didn't do this? How come you didn't ever do this? This may yeah. be, you know what I mean? Oh, yes. Look at it right here. It's right in front of you. Got all the five stars. <laughs> yeah. right like I said, I would do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shregs, what's the rest of the week look like? Should we look forward to more news breaking yeah. as the yeah. week unfolds here? Absolutely. NFL news for sure. But uh, tonight, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern, the combine really starts. It's oh, yeah. the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, and the tight ends. And I'm honored enough and excited I'll be on the calls. Oh, oh there we go. You <laughs> do play by player color. I'll be doing a little bit of color, a little analyst stuff. So it's going to be Eisen, Daniel Jeremiah, uh, Chris Rose, Charles Davis, myself up there in the concourse. So I'm, ex- I'm excited. I've been doing a lot of work. I've been, you know, peppering guys all around the league. Like, what do you think of this guy? What do you think of this guy? And to actually see these kids kind of go and chase their dreams. I know I'm a, it sounds a little bit Pollyanna, but like, I love this shit. The draft is so cool. It's a kid that no one was talking about a week ago. Piano. Could be, uh, yeah, sure. Yes, Poly could could be like the guy. And I love the opportunity for these kids right now. Just real quick, we're very pumped for you. Yeah. We think you're going to crush it. You said a word in there. Pollyanna. Let me explain. Pollyanna is like, do, 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 do. Like, I'm so in the clouds. Everything's so lovely. Oh. It's almost like. Euphoric. Yeah. Fake. Naive. Euphoric. Babe in the woods, if you will. He said, ah. AJ said naive. He's trying to make it negative. You're yeah. not naive. No, I don't go there. No, you're happy. No, he's not AJ, by the way. I hear him. That's great. Yeah, oh yeah he's in the cloud. He's Pollyanna. Right now. <laughs> yeah. in head, actually. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough. You cool. both got great work. Thank you for stopping by. You're an incredibly cool dude. <laughs> I appreciate that. Congrats on the success. Hey, the NFC beast over there. Good luck. Hey, I mean, that's a great first place to have your first head coaching gig, I guess. Oh, three out of the four teams are just going to go, and then the Super Bowl champion is going to be here. That that is a tough – I mean, that has to be something you think about on a very regular basis. Like, oh, oh, it would be great to be in another division right now. Yeah, I mean, this year, right, Rams, 49ers, NFC championship game, and both, like, whiz kid genius head coaches. And then – we made the playoffs. Seattle, they have one of the great coaches of all time. So it's like week in, week out, it is a battle. But it makes you better. Do you follow like the Russell news and stuff like that to see what you're potentially having to square off against two times a year? Or do you think it's all bullshit outside? I, I think, I mean, the dude's phenomenal. So I, I think they'll do anything they can to keep him there. I mean, 
you never know what's behind door two. But know? you would be pumped if he oh, I would be. Th- I'd pray for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy is phenomenal. Yeah, he's very good at the football. Real quick, last question. I wasn't planning on asking this because I know you guys have to go and you have actual work to do. You said two whiz kid guys. What is it about you young guys, you think, that is like offensive, make you guys wizards? Is it because you're not like, um, like stubborn? Is it because you're not stubborn? What do you think it is? It's just growing up in the game. What do you think it is why you guys, Zach Taylor, I guess, is getting thrown in there as yeah. well. That like the young offensive crew. Why? What makes you guys different? You think? Yeah, I, I, just watching Kyle and Sean from afar, um, Zach as well. Just they kind of take what they learn and they're always evolving and innovating. And then more than anything, maximizing the person. I mean, the stuff that Kyle shit did with um, Debo was unbelievable. You know, he How turns about him into running back into fucking uh, Trent Williams. Yeah. Trent Williams yeah. in yeah. motion. I mean, all that stuff. They, they week in week out, just following their stuff. It's, it's phenomenal. And I just think that's it. They, they um, have open minds and they're not afraid to be innovative. Well. I can't wait to watch what you do, man. And uh, the fact that you think I'm the most fashionable person on earth. <laughs> pretty good. That, that pretty sweet, good pretty sweet little day here yeah. to start this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you both so much. Have an incredible Combine Week. Cliff, honored to meet you. Shrags, great to see so you cool in person. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll get to a break. On the other side, we'll be back without Cliff Kingsbury and Peter Schrager. <laughs> Joining us right now, friend of the program, first time we meet face-to-face, I assume looking for somebody that's going to make their team better. Head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, Brandon Staley. Hey, you look cool, dude. I want to let you know, you look super cool. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the program. Hey, hey, you caught on to that quick. I caught on to that quick. I got that... you know, that drift, and I'm going to play into that. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Wait, we'll, we'll add some more in here. There'll be some what's that are yelling, and uh-huh. there'll be an entire situation. But you're smart. You're super smart. You'll pick up on it. Uh, thank you for coming in. It feels like, and we're just talking as we were walking in here. It feels like we were just talking before the season after you got hired, yeah. and then bang, now we're here. For us, we got to talk all day about everything going on. For you, you have to focus on the Chargers and Chargers football. First year, if you're kind of – Phrase it. What would you think about what has just happened in the last 17 games of your life? I think that uh, it went by fast, and I think that uh, it was really impactful. I know how much better I am, you know, when I compare last year to this year, just where where my game is. uh, So much different space, um, and I think that really proud of what we accomplished as a team. I think you go into a a team and you have this vision for what you want to accomplish and like, hey, big picture, did you get that done in year one? Like, did you did you did you make an impact on a team? And and I think I was able to do that. Um, I think I think we were able to create a team, you know, a brand. Uh, to borrow a term of yours, uh, for the brand, you know, man. and I think that, um, you know, I just think our players, our coaches, the people within our team, our fans, um, I think we've built something. And that's really hard to do in pro sports is to establish something. Um, and, uh, you know, the players, you know, that was my big mission statement, becoming the head coach is 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 being um, everything I could be for them. And I feel like we came together and, and got off to a great start the, the, the you know, the, the year went by fast, but I think we accomplished a lot, uh, didn't go down. You know, the way, um, you know, I think that we had hoped, but that's part of the league. And and that's what I told our guys. But I think the impression that we left on the league, the impression that we left on one another is something that we can really build for uh, this offseason. I'm excited to do the work. That's awesome to hear, by the way. And every time we talk to you, every answer you give to us is like a... It's like at the end, you know, like you're, you literally are just naturally coach, like natural coach rhythms, which is why I think you have, you know, so quickly rot, rose, raise, rising, risen, risen, risen. Yeah. 
risen through the ranks so now you're a head coach in the NFL and whenever you think about life right experiences bring maturity in everything so in your life and whatever business for you for coaching it sounds like how you said I feel like I'm much better now than I was a year ago what experiences do you think got you to a point where you feel much more confident in the position you're in now than maybe whenever you were hired and had no idea potentially what was coming down the plate yeah I think the way I try to explain it to people is you know this past year you're doing everything for the first time all the time <laughs> and you know and and so now uh that you're going through a second go round uh, there's just so much more confidence that comes with that um there's an energy that comes with that and and I think you know by doing everything for the first time all the time it really requires a lot of you brings out the best in you and I think you know, everyone talks like as a player that jump from year one to year two. You know, people talk about that yeah. all the time as if with players, mm-hmm. but I think with coaches, it's that way too. You know, and I feel like my own game. You know, how much better I am, and and I think that you know every day since I got hired, just how much improvement you have to make to be as good as you can be for your players, for your staff, for your organization. Um, that brought out the best in me, and um, I know how much you know better I'm going to be this season. So let's talk about it. What's your deal? Dude. What's your deal? Why don't you like field goal kickers, man? What is yeah. Yeah. What is your question. deal? I, I could have you anticipated said, this. You <laughs> said earlier, you said, you know, brand, you know, for the brand. Uh-huh. And yeah. you have become the brand of the stats and analytics people on the internet. I don't know if you know this, but you are, hey, this guy's actually making statistically the right decisions. And we have obviously had to talk about it because you're not the only one. There's a lot of, this is a massive conversation piece right now. The aggression, the success, the failures. Whenever it works, genius. When it doesn't work, this what is this even happening here? Do you think about like, Whatever you're making decisions, is it strictly like what everybody says? Like you're just looking at the numbers. Like, hey, we have a 67% chance to make this as opposed to a 80% chance to make the kick. That's only a 13% difference. What is the upside to this 67 and what's the upside of the eight? Is that the type of shit that's happening whenever well, you're making these decisions? You certainly don't have that type of time to process all <laughs> so, uh, Like I tell the players all the time, there's no pause during the game. We have pause, you know, Monday after the game. But- Hindsight. We do that. No pause. We do a lot. Uh, of no that. rewind. No fast forward. So um, I think that you go into the games with with some modeling. You know, taking into consideration, hey, who we have, our players, their players, weather, stadium, all that. The matchup. You know, it's really about the matchup, right? In big picture. Um, but I think for us, it's just huh. it's just maximizing scoring. Um, and then you know, hey, like what makes sense for us in this in this moment? And I think what I tried to tell our players was each of these decisions has a life of their own. And you don't go into one and, and say, hey, because it went well, I'm playing with house money. This isn't Vegas. And just because it didn't go down doesn't mean that, hey, all of a sudden I'm going to So you're know, not play a sense guy at all. No, I'm, like, I, like I try to tell people, I'm from the Bruce and Linda Staley coaching tree. Like I'm looking over to the other side. Hey, I know who we have. I know what's over there. And I also know um, how we want to play. Man, that is awesome. So you literally are like, yeah, I, like, I think my guys are better than your guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to get six yards. Nah. All right, let's yeah. go for it. That is literally what it's coming from. It's yeah, not my, like you're the you know, super. It's, there's just, hey, you go in with some modeling, you know, that's going to tell you, that's going to give you like a, hey, an, uh, you know, kind of a model of, hey, is this good to go or not? Hey, that's a factor in it. But it's also, hey, my matchups versus your matchups. And then the response, hey, if it doesn't go down, Am I living with that? And because you're making decisions for the whole team, not just your offense. It's not just for Justin Herbert. It's for our whole team. And that's what I try to tell the guys. And I think that if you talk to our players, you know, we're very transparent about how we do things and, and taking full ownership. Like when it doesn't go down, hey, guys, this is what I was thinking. 
And this is why I made the decision yeah, that I was making. And then that way you can live with it one way or the other. And, and I think, but what I wanted to do um, was show our players the belief that I have in them and then put the pressure on the other side um, to create more opportunities for us. And it's not like every one of these things is going to go down. I just think this year, based on who we had um, in all three phases, you know, this is the way that we felt like was best for us to play. Um, but I do know this, putting the ball in Justin Herbert's hands yeah, is a really good strategy, <laughs> generally. Uh, whether we run it or we throw it. Um, but I think it has so much more to do than just with him and Keenan, Mike, Austin, all these guys. You know, I know X is a great friend of the program. Yeah, yeah, program. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's all about, it's about Derwin James, Joey Bosa, our, our defense, too, the, the confidence that I have in them as well. So, um, you know, it's the, it's the way that I believe in, you know, playing, and, and I think that uh, we're going to get better at it as we go. Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, right? Very similar. Is that in, do you, do you look at what they're doing with Josh and add more to your uh, playbook, or do you look around the league to add anything to, because you're from the Bruce and Linda Staley coaching tree, like who do you, yeah, do you like find it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's, yeah. The tr- it's the truth. Shout out to Bruce, by the way, and Linda. Hey, shout out <laughs> shout to the Staley. Yeah. Hey, uh, shout out to Staley's. Shout out to Staley's. They got a coaching tree in the NFL. I don't yeah, right. nobody do. <laughs> you know, nobody does. They do. The um, who do you look at? Do you look at other plays? How do you innovate? How do you continue to grow? Well, I think he's uh, he's one of one. Yeah, you know, he's Justin. On Herbert, he's one okay. of one. So, um, but you're you're definitely looking um, around the league, and I think being with him a full season, you have a much stronger sense of how he operates. And then how our skill players great on fourth down, by the way, Herbert. Yeah, and then you know, like our line, yeah. you know, you on board. You know, everyone talks about Justin, and they should, and we'll talk a lot about him. But like Corey Lindsley, you know, Ode Abushi, Matt Filer, Rashawn Slater, like all these guys that are giving him the ops to be who he is. You you have a team on offense, you know, and so what we're trying to do is create that identity that features Justin's play style for sure. But then you know our our team around him, and I think that that was we were what we were able to do successfully year one. You know, last year when you guys were interviewing me, it's like, hey, what are you going to do for this guy? Uh-huh. And hey, he's the rookie of the year. And hey, what's this defensive coach going to do? And um, now those questions are different. And uh, and I think that where we can go with Justin is just continue to get him in that comfort zone where he can just go be himself. And I think we've all seen um, what he's capable of. He's and, so good. And he's yeah. just and he's just <laughs> sure. at the beginning. And um, and I think that, uh, like I said, it's going to be exciting to have a full off season together and our offense and uh, take it. You know, even further. You happy he has his hair back? Yeah, yeah, happy. He has it's hair. a it's a huge move for him, <laughs> and you have no idea. I mean, how important that is. I mean, okay. it's a, it's a it's a game changer when he cut that hair. I mean, the response to that, and he's like, "Hey, this is kind of how I wore my hair like all growing up," and then I cut it. And everyone, I was like, "Hey, man, like." You know, there's something about this hair that people respond to. Man. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, you got to, you know, kind of stay with that, I think, a little bit. So uh, he, he, God get, God bless him with great hair. Yeah. 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 He's got movie, I, I kind of tell him, like, you got movie star hair, man. You got to you got to kind of lean into that. In so. the city of stars. Go ahead, AJ. Coach, did uh, was there anything that like game game day, like operations that took you by surprise or like how was that navigating that? I would imagine as the head coach, you already have a million things on your plate trying to think ahead of possible scenarios coming up. Like, how did your how did you get more comfortable, I guess, as the season went with all of that? 
Uh, can you repeat that one more time? Hey, just game day oh. uh, mechanics, game day operations. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, AJ, I think that it was really important was to surround myself, um, you know, with a lot of experience, you know, in all three phases of the game. You know, you take a look at our offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, uh, with Drew for all those years in New Orleans, Sean Payton, you know, Ronaldo Hill, who I know you know, AJ, playing, you know, kind of around the same time when you were coming, a young guy coming in the league. Nadi played 10 years in the league as my defensive coordinator. Um, I think surround yourself with a really good uh, team of teams that can really help you manage it. Cause you know, like as the head coach, you can't do it alone. Things are moving fast and um, you need to make sure that people around you uh, can really support you in that way and make sure you go into the games, you know, connected and on the same page. And so I think that that's what happened year one for me as I was, you know, just, we put, we have a great staff and uh, you know, a great analytics team, Aditya Krishnan, um, you know, Alex Stern, Dan Smash, those guys did so well for me. Uh, and I thought that we were able to, you know, as a first time head coach, AJ, as you know, like, Hey, all those end of game, end of half timeouts, you know, fourth downs. I think we were able to manage that well. And uh, I, I, I hope to keep making improvements as we go. Yeah, we can kick field goals a little bit, but <laughs> get three. Yeah, we can, you know, hey, D, D Hop came in and did a great job. For great. Us, hey, man. by the way, I know Matty O, you know, told you, I mean, Hopkins coming in did, did such a good job for us. And that was big getting that. You know, as you know, the professionalism, guy yes. that's lived it, that's been through it, and Dustin did such a good job for us. Then we got Andre Roberts, you know, the, the, the all-pro returner um, at, at a bunch of different places. Those guys, we kind of onboarded them, and, and they really helped us, you know, uh, last season. No, nah, yeah, I'm obviously just, you know, on the internet, you were made out to be the guy that hates kickers. I just want to let you know that. Mm-hmm. that was, hey, they, 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 hey, no, am I yeah. lying? Hey, yeah, no. Lying. 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 is this guy, one. stats guy, he'd rather get <laughs> zero or six, hates the three. That's right. Extra points. Points. Hates the three. That's Extra what everybody points. says. Well, yeah, that, yeah, I mean, there's... Extra points. Yeah, well, that's what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, just those 33 yarders. Let's go ahead and do that. D-Hop... He came out of Florida State massive like, and he's been around a long time. He bombs the ball. Matt Overton, obviously, I was very lucky yeah. to be with him in Indianapolis, and your return game was electrifying. And I don't mean to take this strictly into the kickers thing, but whatever you talk about, the game day operations, you know, Tom Telesco, I'm in the Tom Telesco tree as well. He's the reason why I got drafted to the Colts, so I'm right. very thankful for him. You're obviously working alongside him. Is there things that his team handles that you don't have to handle, or is there stuff that – kind of popped up through the season that you didn't expect to be a part of or didn't know was maybe coming down down to like a part of your job description. I think it was, it was great about being with Tom is all the experience, you know, and I think one of the reasons why I was so excited to team up with Tom is, you know, that he came up with Marv Levy and Tony Dungy, Jim Caldwell. Yeah. I mean, all these amazing coaches, uh, you know, being with the Hall of Fame general manager and Bill Polian, you knew that he was going to be able to support you you know, through your first year and give you, you know, really valuable insight. And I thought that he was, as you know, Tom, Calm's, you know, Tom's got that calm, that oh, really yeah. steady presence. So cool. And uh, I think that that really benefited me. And I know that uh, our relationship has only grown uh, now that we truly kind of know, you know, you have a year's worth of inventory together. So, um, you know, really thankful for him and, and the Spanos family. Uh, as a head coach, you know that you can't do this by yourself. It's, it's, it's you, you know, the NFL is such a big operation. A lot happening. And it's not about one person in the league. And, and, and I think um, that's what we've tried to do is create that team of teams. And uh, Tom's certainly been big for me. Team of teams. That's good. Hey. Mm. Yeah. Well, hey we're yeah. Team, yeah, that's a good one. Like that. That's what you got going on here at the Pat Hey, I walk in. I mean, it, you know, there's hey. a lot of people making this thing go, man. Yeah, we got a good team over here. Sure. And by the way, thank you for coming by. Yeah, yeah. We're very lucky oh, to have you in a, here. If people really like discovered this spot, I mean, 
I mean, there'd be a line out the door waiting. No, no, no. Don't you worry about that. Go ahead, Ty. Coach, you talk about building the brand and everything. And I know we talked about this before you would actually coach the game, but you're in a good spot. You have Justin Herbert. He's obviously going to be a superstar and he's got a lot of years left. But, and there's always going to be pressure no matter what. If you don't win, obviously you're not going to be there. But do you, is there like any sense of external pressure when you look at the Rams? They just won a Super Bowl. They're in the same city. You guys are kind of, you know, fighting for LA still. Like, is there any of that or is that one of those things where you, you can't pay any attention to that? No, I just, I, I really, I think as a competitor, you can't be engineered that way. I think that really, if anything, their success only strengthens what we believe in within our team, you know, because we know where we're going. We know who we have. Um, we know what we're going to have. Um, and I think that as a competitor, you know, it's just, it's really about our team. And I, and I think that that's what I wanted to establish this season. And I know that we did that. And if you talk about like tangible evidence, you know, the way we competed uh, this season, I think that the way people view us is much differently than a year ago. Okay. Um, and I think that that's important. And then I also think our guys know now the expectations, the standards that we have for performance and that it is about our team and, and making it as good as we can be. And I know that, you know, in year two, building a new team for this season, um, I know that we're starting off at a much different place. And I know that really the end game, like we know that we got to go nose to nose against the entire league. And we know that we're ready for that. And I think we proved that this season. Uh, and now it's just strengthening our team so that we can go, um, you know, make a run and be able to go through 17 games and then three or four more uh, and finish it. And so uh, I know that we'll be capable of that. And if you win, fans, I mean, that's just, yeah. that is the easiest way to gain a brand, a fan base, anything. Just have success. Mm -hmm. And that is a great way to get, you know, recognizing the NFL is tough, though, with the parity. What, what are you looking for whenever you're here at the Combine? What is it that the Chargers team is looking for from a coach perspective? Well, I think this is just the beginning of the process. You know, the, at the Combine, there's a lot of football business happening. It's kind of the beginning of free agency, the tag window. Hey, a lot of tampering. Not for you, by others, by others. Oh, by yeah, others. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. a lot of conversation. Yeah, yeah. Random, <laughs> dinner. You know, sort of text messages or random, you know, <laughs> random visits. No, uh, you know, you're at the beginning of the free agency, the tag window, and then uh, this is the first kind of, I think, initial evaluation process with the draft eligible guys and so um but i think coming to the combine you see 31 other teams and you know the competition i think that's some, that's one of the things i like about the combine is it's the start of the new season and you know what you're up against and so this is just a you know component in the process you know and as you know being a former player it's just it's a part of the evaluation we still got two or three months um you know for for more uh detail and inventory on these guys and um so you know i think it just it just gets you closer to knowing that hey you you know you're going to onboard a bunch of people that are going to impact your team yeah i would hate being at this if i was a coach and i'm probably not supposed <laughs> to say this because i'm from indianapolis i'm from indy you know so like yeah. i love that the combine's here i think indy does a great job with it i understand how much our local uh businesses benefit from all the yeah. meetings and dinners that are not happening that are definitely happening all around town and this nfl spring break is kind of how it's described almost yeah. off the field but for a coach like you said this is just the beginning, and I think Cliff said that as well, and somebody else said it was a first date. I forget that. With how many pro days there are, and I guess you get to 30 visits and everything, that is really where the coaches probably yeah. find more Because there's more right? time. Yeah, because you now know, like, these staged interviews, right? Like Sirianni talked about the basketball thing. Like how do you – is it is now 
now a time to try to learn about somebody or do you think like that that can only happen in a different setting well i think uh if you believe that time you know like is oh, sort of how you uh invest in people 18 minutes in a formal interview certainly isn't a big window uh to make a billion dollar decision on someone so um i think again <laughs> it's just a uh it's just a part of the process and uh it's imp- and it's an important part of the process but uh there's a lot more um that's going to go into it these next uh two or three months from a coaching standpoint and you know that, you know, as AJ and, and, and you and all you guys know, the most important uh, component of the process is these guys playing football, shoulder pads and helmets with 80,000 people in the stadium, um, with 22 guys on the field with a lot of pressure on them. You know, that's when you can make the purest evaluation of whether they can do it or not. Um, and so uh, that's always going to be the part of the process that matters the most. And um, it's going to be exciting to undertake it. Remind me of this. You were just football from birth, right? Yeah, quarterback who was defense coordinator. So you're a defensive guy who has uh, sees the game through the eyes of a quarterback. But you were supposed to be a coach your entire life, right? I think is what you told us one time. Everybody kind of knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, like very young, No right? backup plan. You're from Ohio, <laughs> right? You're from Ohio? Yeah, Cleveland. Okay, so, you know, you Ohio dudes. Uh, I mean, we all know Ohio. My twin brother's in Pittsburgh, though. I told you that. He's living in Pittsburgh, your neck of the woods. Okay, so Pittsburgh, pretty similar to Ohio people. But since we're not Ohio people, we can say, oh, these people, Ohio people. But, like, (laughs) football, your entire life, it has been that that is, like, living absolute dream right now, being the head coach of the Chargers? Coaching was an absolute dream of mine. I grew up loving all the sports. I mean, we... As a family, it was all the sports, basketball, tennis, baseball, football, you name it, we did it. Um, so my mom and dad just wanted us out there competing. And uh, so I was just around sports my whole life. I, you know, I'm the son of a teacher and a coach. So uh, oh, that's kind of how we got off the ground. And uh, you know, I started drinking coffee in the first grade, reading the sports page. I wanted to be like my dad. You know? It's like, hey, if you want to be like your dad, this is what he does. So um, you know, that's what I started doing. That's why I fell in love with the game. And, um, you know, and I think you know, as, as I got you know, older, I got better at football. I played a lot more basketball than football, but then, you know, when, you know, football kind of expressed itself like, Hey, that was going to be my thing. Um, you know, I fell in love with it and there's just so much to football that I think fits me that brings out the best in me. And, um, you know, I, I love my path. Like, I think that it's been, uh, it's really fit me well. And I feel like my whole goal was to be a complete coach. And so I think being an offensive player, you know, turned defensive coach, coached all the positions on defense, you know, been very involved in the kicking game. Come on, it sounds like you all also really, really, really important. I, I, stats um, will say I, that. I held in college, you know, I was a holder. How about so that? So got Bro. a very, you know, a very Righty like, kicker, lefty kicker? Uh, both. A lefty kicker in high school, Todd Kapastashi, oh, and then no. uh, righty Kapastashi. kicker in college. Oh, how's the family yeah. for Kapastashi? So, you know, and what was interesting, as you can attest, I was a holder for a lefty, so holding it with your right hand and then had to switch Bingo. to my left. Mm. You know? Look at you. I, it was hard for me to switch. And that's a tough switch. Yeah, it, so, was, it was hard for me. I think you could appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're a freak athlete. You said basketball was your sport. You still yeah. got a J. You still uh, pretty athletic. You on the field, that running time, around, shaking people. That time people? is over. Uh, <laughs> that time is over. I'm just trying to stay in good shape, you know, and... You know, I think tennis will probably be my thing because I'm a huge tennis guy. You know, Nadal, remember oh. you know, my love for Nadal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Indian Wells on uh, two weeks. He's going to be there with Djokovic, so I'm pumped about that. There we go. Man, I, I'm assuming he, like Chargers head coach, you could probably get a pretty good – you met him before? I haven't, no, but I'm I'm hopeful. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, yeah, I think yeah. it's going to happen. He I'm wants trying, to meet you. I, yeah. Yeah. He wants to meet you. Well, I'm bringing DJ. Derwin's coming, so it's going to be good. DJ and – Derwin James. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Derwin James, by the way. Yeah. He's oh, he's good. He could on be a professional oh, yeah. Madden player. Yeah. I think. This guy's a competitor. He's good at it. 
you know, I, I don't know where he got these skills, but he's a real issue to deal with in that madness. <laughs> Toss back. And it was funny because I, when I coached Ramsey at the Rams, you know, he kind of told me about this, you know, with Derwin. And uh, then I'm now. How do you explain it to you? He's like, hey, coach, listen, no, don't guy, fuck with Derwin. This guy's like a gamer, you know, like literally a gamer. You know, he's one of the best defensive players in the league, but then he's one of these best like video game guys in the world. So I was like, wow. You know, and then you meet him, and then it's real. You know, it's real. Yeah, this guy's he's, a competitor. He's a great cornhole player. Oh yeah, great on the Hard field. Knocks. Great at he's he seems like one of the most interesting guys of all time. One of the most competitive guys, and I and think, that's kind of like how Keenan is too. Like Keenan can do everything. You know, Keenan does everything well. Like he can, you know, guys like them. They just whatever they decide to do, they do it well. So you know, <laughs> just making it choosing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're <laughs> just so skilled. Like it's like Keenan, like you know, playing golf or shooting a basketball. You just they ping pong do, if they want. They to. can do it all. Yeah, if they want to. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, coach. I forget if it was uh, Eckler or maybe Herbert, but they were saying how you have meetings with the entire team mm-hmm. to explain like the defensive plan, the offensive plan, the special teams plan. Like, why do you do that? And is that just something that you've always wanted to do as a head coach once you have you know got there? Eckler. Yeah, I think I think anytime you want to bring people together and, and really have belief in a plan, it can't. Just just be like hey the offense is doing this the defense is doing this and like you have these independent worlds happening like we're going to win this game as a team and what I want to do is have everybody understand what our approach is and what that plan to win is um, and why it's that way and show them why we think that we need to play the game this way and I think it brings people together and I think there's real transparency you know in the organization when we play this game hey there's an accountability that comes with it and I think that that's what you're after as a player. All the, that's all they want is to have the ownership of, hey, whether it goes, goes up for you, you know, if it doesn't go down, like, hey, this is what happened. This is what our plan was. And, hey, let's see if we can go execute it. But um, I think it gives people a lot more purpose going into the game. And it feels, you know, like, hey, now on defense, hey, we know what our offensive thought process is and we're ready for it and vice versa and in the kicking game. And so you bring everybody together. And that there's no important part of the week than that, that, that meeting for me. That's like one of my favorite parts of the week is, is bringing that to life. And um, I thought it was a winning edge for us. And I'm hoping it continues to be a big part of it. I think show. it's great for the team. I, I don't think Jim Caldwell did it. Or, I don't think so. I don't know if that was something that was happening. I don't know if it was because information or what was going on. I don't recall. Maybe he was doing it. We didn't do it in college or whatever. But Chuck was big on that. Like, hey, we want everybody to know what everybody's doing. So then, like, me, as somebody who just has a front row seat to all this, if I see somebody doing something, I at least, like, well, we were trying to stop. Like, that was literally, you know, like, that <laughs> yeah. was exactly what we were trying to stop. Like, it made me a much, I think, better football person. And also, it was also a good conversation amongst teammates. Like, I was understanding what was going on in convos, and, like, it was very easy to see why things were being accomplished. I think it's a brilliant idea. And I think transparency builds yeah. trust, too, I think. For That's sure. And Because, like, a lot of people point when it does go down for you, and like, oh, well, look at that brilliant plan. Well, if it doesn't, maybe that was a good plan, too. You know, at least you know, like, hey, like, it was a good plan. Like, yeah. hey, in you know, theory, it, this thing. In theory, uh, and then, and then, if it, if it, if it was like, hey, that was a bad idea. You take full ownership, and and because, like, what I try to do is create it like we're we're in this together. It's not coaches versus players, players versus coaches, offense versus defense. It's like, hey, we're all in this together. And so, if it doesn't go well for us, you just, you know, no one's trying you know, to make a mistake. Yeah. And if yeah. it doesn't go down, hey, let's learn from it and let's keep it moving. That's the way the NFL is. 
you can't ride this wave. You've got to, hey, if it doesn't go down, you keep it moving, you're on to the next thing. And I think we did a good job of that this year. I and mean, people won't, they'll say that whenever you say, hey, we're all on the same page, people will just assume that's normal. Like, there is a lot of instances that I've heard about, I've never been a part of, where the defense is its own team and the offense is its own team. And you can see how that could happen as somebody that didn't grow up in the football culture because literally the offense is practicing on this field, the defense is practicing on this field, then they come together and it's not ones on ones, it's normally ones on twos. It's like it li- they meet differently. There's just an entire different operation. Now, obviously, if you're a winning program, mm-hmm. you're going to have everybody together, but that doesn't always happen. And mm-hmm. I think that is a, a great move by you. I, I've, I've enjoyed listening to the whys behind what you do, by the way, just as somebody that watched you here this first year. It feels like you that. just are like, a, well, it's hey, my like, dudes are going to fucking beat your yeah. ass. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I love that. I, it's, like, it's guys like Eck, who, you know, you guys, have, you guys know him and, and Herb and all the guys that you have on the show is like, you know, they're the ones that are connecting your message to the rest of the guys, you know, and it's you get those key guys to really be the mouthpiece for your team. And, you know, those are the best teams is when your players are, are driving, you know, driving, the, you know, they're the engine behind your team. And so that's what I've tried to do is, is create that ownership within the players. And, um, you know, and I think that uh, it's only going to get stronger with time. Go ahead, Tom. Coach, the salary cap is what it is. But when you look at the websites that track Which it. Which is nothing, by the way. Mm-hmm. When you look at the websites that track it, you guys are in like the top two or three as far as available salary cap space. Like during the draft process and free agency process, do you go to Tom Telesco with a wish list of maybe positions that you think maybe need upgraded or players or anything like that? Or is that just that side of the building? Oh, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, it's, it, it's really it's coaching and personnel coming together. Uh, and I think that that's something that, um, again, like Pat said, it's, it's, it's probably more uncommon than not to just truly, like, truly be able to see things through the same lens. And, hey, this is why, um, you know, we assess this a certain way. Um, free agency to me is about value um, because just because you have the money doesn't mean that you should use it or if you do use it, like how you spend mm-hmm. it, oh, how you allocate that money. And so I think last year our first go around would be the evidence that I have. Um, you know, to prove like what we're about. I thought we got great value last year going to get Corey Lindsley, you know, who we felt was one of the top centers in football. Mm -hmm. You know, you pay him at the top of the market uh, and he was worth every cent. What he was able to do for Herbert and Justin, that's one of those storylines that not a people know about, but Corey Lindsley's a G, you know, and that's (laughs) that's why Justin Herbert is playing at that type type of level because he doesn't have to worry about you know, some it things either. that you'd have to worry about if Corey Lindsley wasn't your center. You go get Matt Filer uh, from the Steelers, who had a lot, of, a lot of flexibility, right tackle, guard. He was such a stud for us. Um, Ode Abushi uh, from, from the Detroit Lions. We were able to get a, a veteran like Jared Cook. And so I think we spent wisely last year, and that's really what it's about. And you can't do that if you're not on the same page. Like me and Tom, our staffs being on the same page, like, hey, this is the value that we see this player. Hey, if it exceeds the value, then we got to move on. You know, and, and, and that's really what it's about for me is, is spending that money wisely. Uh, and I think that we got off to a good start last year. Uh, that uh, Chargers Raiders game. No. Oh. Uh, Which end, one? Well, the, you know, one, the end one there. Okay. Mm-hmm. The finale. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the potential <laughs> yeah, tie. The potential tie one. So was there thought before the game, hey, let's kneel this entire thing out? <laughs> okay, just for four straight quarters. Okay, this is. This is the NFL's fault. Listen, if you don't want to put it on TV, don't put it on TV. Okay, this is what we're doing. Good luck. We have, it's kind of a, a process. But then the game happens. Then it happens. Then there's an opportunity for it to potentially take place. And then all of a sudden, you make a decision change it. For you, like, what is your thought process in that entire game? And did you hate people even broaching the subject of taking a knee for four quarters to uh, advance your team into the playoffs? Yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting topic to be tackling the last week of the season. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, <laughs> just because like you knew how many circumstances needed to happen. The mm-hmm. stars had to perfectly align for this to even yes. be a possibility. And all those stars aligned, yeah, you know, yeah. and I think, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it was, you know, the, the lead up to that game, I, I you know, wanted to focus on the Raiders, you know, they're, they're a big, you know, t- good enough team to deal with. And then you've got this other stuff. And um, I think that environment, if, if you were there, um, you know, that was such a electric environment. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there was the John Madden, you know, yes. tribute. And, and there was just, I mean, it was a, an electric night. Um, it was a playoff game. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. And um, so there was all these circumstances before the ball was even turned over. Um, and then when the ball turned over, it was, uh, it was one of those games that tip, it was a playoff game. The, the way that game unfolded, yeah. that's how playoff games happen. There's that, there's that urgency, there's that desperation, there's those circumstances, all that, that dr- high drama, which makes the league so special. And um, it was an unbelievable game. And, um, and you almost I, felt like you'd be doing it a disservice almost, it sounds like. Yeah, like, I just, there's like, no way I was going, I mean, that, all those scenarios, it was like, okay, like that's, that's, that's awesome. But then <laughs> I think, you know, what was interesting was when we came back um, and we tied it, you know, and going to overtime, you realize that like, hey, tying's a possibility. Like here, here we are at overtime, yeah. and then now, all right, hey, you know, all these crazy, you know, scenarios. Guess what, guys? This is a legit scenario now. It wasn't, but now it is, you know? And so um, that's kind of what overtime was about. And um, as you guys know, it didn't go down for us. We kind of had to, you know, we, we experienced the tough side of things, you know? And I said that to the guys in the locker room the day after the game and every day, day since, but um, that's part of the league. When you sign up for the league, you sign up for all of it, the good of it and the, and the tough side of it. And, um, but I know that we're going to come back in a big way and I know that that's going to really drive us moving forward. And I love the fact that you're saying like that was a playoff game for us. So our kid, a young team might mm-hmm. got a chance to experience that yourself included. Like you got a chance to experience what for the sure. environment probably would be. And it actually is because you win and you move on. If not, you go home. Yeah. That's a playoff game in the vision. I mean, it's just, I'm excited to see what your team does next year, boss. Thank you so much for stopping wow. by. Thanks so much for having me guys. Nah, no problem, man. I can't wait to see you one year from now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that, uh, no, it'll be, I mean, like I said, there'll probably be a line out. out <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, Brandon Staley. Thank you for your time. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow, 11 a.m. Cheers. Yeah.